Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Welcome everyone. My name is Melissa Boyd. I am your host for Spiritual Tools and I am so delighted you're listening to us. Today is July 16th. 2015. So whether you're listening live or you're listening later on, we're so excited you're here. Spiritual Tools was born out of the idea that there's so many resources out there in the spiritual community and the spiritual world. And so as an intuitive medium, a business strategist, a yoga teacher, a lover and believer in the now, I wanted to bring this um, show to the world. So um, before we get started with my guest tonight, which I'm really excited to share with you, and I'll just kind of give you a preview that tonight's show is about the vibration of music and music as a spiritual tool. So I'm going to be introducing Frankie Valentine in a few moments. But first, I want to talk about some upcoming events that I have in New England. So if you are in the New England region on August 4th, I will be doing a Meditate and Donate series um, where we meditate together in a group, and then this meditation, we do it for a cause. So this month, August 4th at 7 p.m. at River Tree Arts in Kennebunk, we'll be doing a meditation, and you can bring any donation you feel comfortable. And because it's going to be benefiting the Stone Soup Food Pantry, you're welcome to bring canned food or boxed food as well. Um, I'll also be doing some Spirit World Gallery sessions. And as many of you know, I do book a few months out, and people have said, but I want to see you this summer. So come to two events this summer. There is going to be a Spirit World Gallery, which is where people come together in a circle. I invite Spirit to come forward, your loved ones in Spirit, your Spirit guides, to bring messages to you um, to help you in your life. And so I'll be at the Seed and Bean in West Kennebunk on Sunday, August 2nd from 10 to noon. And there will be channel messages, coffee, tea, water, light refreshments. And then I will be doing a Spirit World Gallery with Solfeggio Sound Healing Frequencies uh-huh. On Monday, August 24th, that will be from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And um, that's going to be at River Tree Arts in Kennebunk, Maine. I did talk about business strategy. So from August 5th, 12th, and 19th, I'll be offering a class which is Reigniting Your Creative Business at my office in Kennebunk. You'll be receiving business templates and manifesting practices will be provided. And by popular demand, I am doing teleclasses. So yes, you can um, work with me on manifesting your heart's desire. We'll be doing a manifesting and mala meditation. That will be from September 15th through September 29th. Um, I can send you the information, but I will also send everyone who registers, and you can register in many countries. I will give you the time to call in and also mail you mala beads and a packet so that we can chant together to really raise our frequency, and it really helps you to, to dive into who you are. I think that's it for right now, and um, I also have a 
meditation CD on solfeggio frequencies opening up to the now, which incidentally, Frankie Valentine, who is my guest tonight, produced for me. So I'm really excited. And I want to talk a little bit about um, music as a spiritual tool before we bring Frankie onto the show. So many of you remember or you have probably used Pandora, but what you may not know is that Pandora started is called the Human Genome Project. And really what they found is that underneath music there were um, certain tones that when a person listened to them, it really resonated with their vibration. And so that's how Pandora began. Now my next guest, my guest tonight, Frankie Valentine, Frankie, I adore you. You're amazing. And when I first met Frankie, kind of um, in fun circumstances, I was doing a reading for him, and I said, oh, my gosh, the music is all around you. Like, you are a music producer. Like, I see you in L.A. Like, this is who you are. And, um, you know, once Frankie really embraced who he was, I mean, he is just, you're just nonstoppable, amazing. And um, we put together my meditation CD without even practicing it. It was like the two of us sat down, boom, the music came together, everything came together. And, you know, that's what happens when you're, when you're in the intuitive vibe. So let me tell you all, because I know you're, you're chomping at the bit, tell us about Frankie. So Frankie Valentine is a music producer, composer, songwriter, and music educator from Los Angeles, California. In February 2013, living in the state of Maine, Frankie had what could only be explained as a spontaneous and life-changing spiritual awakening. He began studying meditation, yoga, consciousness, intuition, and other spiritual tools with many teachers from both the spiritual and scientific perspective. He then began a journey into the healing and meditative nature of sound and music, studying with a shaman, learning the ancient Mayan knowledge of sound healing. He had, an un- he, he had unexpected and undeniable results, which sparked in his mind as a musician and an intuitive. Frankie began working on incorporating healing and enlightening frequencies into modern music as a way of helping listeners knowingly and unknowingly be more at peace mentally, emotionally, and energetically. In 2014, he followed his intuition, quit his job, and moved back to California to pursue his music full-time as a music producer, and to further his work with music, sound, and frequencies as healing, meditative, and spiritual tools. In March 2015, he co-founded Open Eye Studios. I love it, Open Eye Studios, a recording studio in Irwindale, California, where he works as manager and engineer while still maintaining Frankie Valentine Productions, his music production company producing artists from various genres and intention with intention of bringing higher vibrations to people through music. Welcome, Frankie. Thanks for being on Spiritual Tools. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for having me. So you're amazing. Thank you <laughs> um, so much. I do appreciate that. So are you. So, um, so tell, tell us about how music became a part of your life. Okay, um, and it's funny, that's something I've been digging into a lot recently, like going through my mind and finding those memories, like how did it really happen? And um, I think my my earliest memory was being like five years old, and uh, my mom had a salon in Los Angeles. I used to go over there and hang out, you know, and next door was a video store with a bunch of college students in there. 
I remember them kind of sitting me down and telling me, like, what was music. And, uh, you know, at the time, they were, like, in college and listening to, like, U2 and The Cure and uh, a lot of stuff like that. And that's kind of how it all started for me um, at five. But then, you know, fast forward, I was just a music fan. But at 12, I don't know, I just woke up one day and kind of, I guess, intuitively picked up a guitar that was in my house with my dad's guitar. And I, I, like, looked around the house and figured out, like, how does this thing work? And I found a cable and plugged it into, like, a karaoke machine. And I strummed it, and it made a sound. And I just remember, like, hearing that sound and being, like, knowing that was going to be my life, basically. Uh, it, it was a weird thing. I just, I didn't know what I was playing. I just strummed the, the guitar. And uh, I just kind of knew, like, this is what I'm going to do. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, it was in the house. My parents listened to music and stuff. They didn't push it on me a lot, but they always had music on when they were doing stuff. And uh, once I got that guitar in my hand, that was it. And uh, luckily, my parents did back me up. They liked that I was doing that, so they, my dad got me into some guitar classes for a couple months. And uh, I I kind of learned what I had to learn, and I left the classes and started teaching myself, and then I went on to other instruments. Um, and then into high school is where I got my formal training, and I, I played saxophone and I marched for a drum line. And I was in a, a jazz band and a, a symphony uh, band. So I learned more of that side of it and the classical side. Um, and that's kind of where it all started at a young age, you know. And I was just really blessed to have all the right support behind me, kind of like just was kind of magically placed there, you know what I mean? Mm. And, yeah, uh, music <laughs> is magic. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I always push the fact that uh, parents and, and anyone who's uh, influencing anybody any, anybody younger, you know, you really got to push music on people um, or give them a chance to do it because I feel like inside most people want to be able to play an instrument or music they listen to, but they mm-hmm. don't often get the opportunity, you know. A lot of the schools right. are getting, uh, you know, they're, they're not funded very well and music is getting pulled out and things like that, but I've learned that if you just have that one person in your life telling you that you can do it, you know, you'll end up doing it. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, um, for people listening, I mean, music is everywhere in our culture, in our society. And, you know, music has a resonance. It has a vibration. And, um, I mean, it is intuitive. And, you know, I know that for you, you do merge, um, you know, intuition and music together so could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I think on the, you know, on the most basic level, the, the way I could explain it to anyone um, would be any musician or artist, uh, for that matter, has talked about being in the zone, you know, where you kind of black out and then you wake up and there's a song written or a, a painting got done and people will ask you how you did it and you, your answer is always like, I have no idea, it just happened and I blinked and there it was, you know. And that to me is like uh, the best proof of that music is coming from an outside place in a sense. You know, it's an energetic thing Mm. that we can tap into and bring it into our lives. And, um, you know, this is also why you'll find um, kind of people speaking ahead of time, like, you know, um, where they will kind of foretell a lot of things in the future just through their lyrics. You know, maybe the way they pass away. There's there's a, a good amount of artists who have, spoke in their songs years before they died about exactly how it was going to happen, you know? Um, and uh, I feel like it's because you're able to channel something when you're writing or when you're playing music. And um, it, it just triggers those things. And I think any musician can relate to that, um, what I'm saying about getting in that zone and kind of channeling your uh, 
whether it's your emotions or your thoughts, it kind of just comes down to the music naturally. I feel like that's the music that, uh, you know, the music we all love the most, it's because those people are kind of tapping into that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, music I mean, goes back, you know, centuries. I mean, churches yeah, use music, absolutely. rituals use music. And, um, you know, I love, I love to read about um, the Beatles being inspired by Ravi Shankar. And, yeah, that's my you know, favorite story. Yeah, and just, you know, that if people don't know this, but Ravi Shankar um, from India, he would play the sitar and just really a meditative, you know, talk about music bringing you to a higher level. And the Beatles would go and follow Ravi and, and study with him and just listen to the energy. And it actually inspired the lyrics for Let It Be and songs like that are just so classic and so you know, timeless and have such a strong message for the world. And his daughter, yeah, and his daughter, Nora Jones, she incorporated some of his work into her music, her father, Robbie Shankar, and so she brought that in there. And so, you know, I think about, I think about you, Frankie, and I look at your bio and everything you've done, and, you know, I see this, you know, studying with a shaman and, you know, ancient Mayan knowledge of sound healing, you know, can you talk a little bit about that and how that, that has inspired you to do the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it was kind of funny because the music and the spirituality thing kind of just started leading me into deeper and deeper into sound in general and um, music and sound as, as a force, you know. And um, as I started researching and even getting into ancient texts, I started finding the uh, you know, the correlations and the things that kind of tied all these books together, including, you know, the Bible and things like that, it always seemed that sound had a big uh, place in ancient times and, and in all spiritual teachings, going back to ancient uh, Egypt and even into the Old Testament, New Testament. So, like, for instance, in the New Testament, they talk about um, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God. And Word is sound, obviously, you know. And then when you go into the um, Old Testament, they talk about basically sound pre kind of was preceding the manifestation of light because it had to be spoken into existence. So when God said, let there be light, there was light. And that's in the Christian teaching. But then you go into the Hopi Indian teachings and they talk about the spider woman who sang the song of creation over all the inanimate forms on the planet and brought life to them. So it's all kind of tying together. And then you go into the Mayan holy book. It's called the uh, Papal Va. And, uh, Basically, the first men and women were created solely through sound. That all humanity was created through sound in, in their uh, mythology, you know. And then in ancient Egypt, into existence, he would think them and then speak their name using a tone, and would bring them into existence. And basically, it ties through all the creation story. That sound was really important. And um, whether you're, you know, you're a believer in that or not, it still kind of is. I don't believe in coincidences, so it's a little funny that sound is tied in. So that kind of started sucking me into it and wanting to know more about it. Then um, I ended up meeting a uh, sound healer in Maine. And we met at a store and it was really, really random and weird. And uh, long story short, uh, she started telling me about her daughter working for uh, Berkeley School of Music. So that got us talking. And she told me she did sound healing, which I was already kind of learning about and researching. So uh, she took me on as a student. And, you know, she, she basically wanted me to learn with her. So I spent time with her. And for me, my, you know, I went in because I'm somewhat of a skeptic. No matter what I've been through in my life, I still keep that scientific mentality and kind of I don't like to get uh, 
drawn into things that, you know, might not have any foundation. So yeah. I always have that little bit of me that wants to, you know, know some facts. But I walked in there kind of being a little skeptical. Okay, what am I going to learn and what what really is it? And it just so happened um, that I had an injury like the day before. I had a, a sciatic nerve because I was a machinist at the time. My sciatic nerve started acting up, I guess. And I mean, I could barely walk. Um, and this was like right before my first class. So I called her up and said, I don't know if I, I should go because I'm in like pain. I can't walk. And she tells me, well, that's like the best time to come in. So I go in. <laughs> I go into the class thinking, like, what's this about? And she starts asking me questions. She's basically like, okay, our first class is going to be an actual healing. That's what you're going to learn by watching me heal you. And I'm like, okay, let, let's see what she's got, you know. And uh, she starts asking me questions, almost uh, you know, almost like an evaluation uh, of my life and my mind and where I'm at uh, energetically and things like that. And... Uh, then she kind of asked me about the pain and how it felt and where it was at. And she ends up laying me down and doing the kind of just getting things started with stage and things like that. And um, But then she started basically generating tones using her voice. And that's where the Mayans, that's how they healed each other was using sound. So she had learned this in Mexico, spending about 11 years out there with a, a bunch of the, the, the descendants out there. And they taught her this. So she starts uh, singing a specific tone, like kind of just generating this tone right into where my nerve was at. And she did a couple different variations of it. And, you know, I was kind of sitting there like, this is weird, you know, like really like skeptical about it. And like this lady's kind of might be a whack job, you know. Um, And then I started feeling like a burning in that nerve. Like it started kind of heating up. And I I was like, well, that's kind of strange. Um, And next thing you know, I started feeling a lot of like kind of just energy there basically. And when she was done, I stood up. And, I mean, I jumped up and down and did jumping jacks at her, and I, I couldn't believe it, you know. And that's, that's – she kind of basically, like, blew my mind enough for me to, like, really take it serious. Um, and, and it worked. And that was, like, you know, I, I cannot deny that that worked. So um, she started teaching me uh, how it worked and, and all that so that I could start healing other people. Um, and, you know, they're finding this – it's funny because once I learned all this, now I'm finding that they're, they're finding this in uh, science and in physics and – in laboratories, how this actually works and and that it actually works. Um, You know, basically everything on the planet has a resonant frequency. Everything is vibrating. All matter is vibrating, uh, you know, light. And if you were to find the the resonant frequency of that where where it harmonizes the most, they're finding in laboratories that it it actually will feed the object more energy. So they're finding Mm. with cells they'll get more energy by matching the frequency. If they can find the frequency of the object they're looking at and they get a tone generator to play that frequency, that object actually gets energized and aroused. So the, the photons start moving. So it's it's activating. So then they started finding out if you turn up the volume and the amount of energy, you can actually blow things up. <laughs> so that on, on a, you know, more material level, you know, they're, they're finding using like uh, weapons and stuff that could use sound to break walls and things like this. Um, but on a more microscopic level, they're finding ways yeah, that you can use exactly. sound to find the, pre- find the frequency of that cell, and you can actually deteriorate that cell and not the uh, live ones because they're they're vibrating at a different frequency. Um, so they're finding that. Um, and same with organs. When they play specific frequencies into the heart, the heart will start flowing blood better. So this is helping people with strokes and things like that. And that's specifically on a, a sound and a frequency level. When You know, when you start talking music, it takes a whole other level of healing um, once you start combining all these frequencies, which is what music is. It's just frequencies in harmony, and that's why it sounds good. 
when they're out of harmony, it sounds, you know, dull or out of tune and weird. And it goes the same with life. You know, when your life is in harmony, everything seems to just be working out. And when your life's out of harmony. Right, exactly. So I kind of treat my life that way where it's like, you know, you want to hold the right vibration that that you resonate the best at. And there's a lot of ways to do that. Um, You know, music generally, it helps with physical healing, mental, emotional, and then uh, again on the spiritual side, you know. But um, they are finding that music it's called the, this is a, an experiment that was just done, and it's called the Kenny Rogers effect of all names they have to use. Um, and <laughs> they had, basically are finding that music can cure people um, that have had strokes or um, brain lesions. Sometimes they'll have what's called um, visual neglect, where basically they can only see um, and, and have depth perception on one side of their face. So they can only... They, they only see out of one eye for the most part, and their depth perception on the other eye is completely out of whack. And they found that if they play music to these people, that happens to be music that's favorable to them, that it would start activating side where the damage was at in the brain. So it would activate the other side and somehow cause a crossover, which would start healing the other side, um, just using music. So they found within about four or five weeks of that, that these people were able to see again out of the other eye or be able to have depth perception and, and eat normally because people with this uh, problem, they tend to, like, eat one side of their plate or, like, shave one side mm. of their face because they they have mm-hmm. no perception. They found that music can cure that. Um, wow. They also, then people that have suffered from strokes, they can't speak. Uh, you know, a lot of times you end up with speech impairment and things like that. And they found that using music, People were a- that weren't able to speak, somehow they're still able to sing, and they're able to sing words. And they found that it's because language lives on the left side of the brain and music and, and tone lives on the right side. So you, the right side can still sing the words. So it's just a matter of training the mind to switch places, basically, and put the language sector into the, the right side of the brain, the musical sector. A lot of progress of that has worked on a lot of people, and people have been able to return to full speech and be able to talk again after having strokes or brain injuries. Um, and they call it, um, I believe it's called uh, mental atonement training. Yeah, I and, remember uh, there was a movie years ago, Awakenings, around that as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways in the scientific level that it helps, you know, definitely in, in a medical, they, they know this and there's, you know, music therapy um, for emotions and things like that, that that's always helping. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on a spiritual level, I mean, music can keep you in the right vibration you want to be at to manifest the things you want in your life, you know, and also to just live a better all-around life. You know, music has been proven to help your immune system. So on the spiritual side, you can use it to improve kind of your, your chakra system, you know, using tones and music in general. Um, yeah, yeah, I that, mean, it's... That uh, melodic intonation therapy is, is what I was speaking about a second ago. So anyone that knows people suffering, that suffer from stroke or anything like that and are having issues talking, um, they can look into melodic intonation therapy, and it's working just about every time. Mm. It It is. I mean, I think that people listening are like, are you serious? Is that true? And I would say, you know, people listening, just to kind of give you like a little background, like if, like a tutorial type of thing really quickly, is that – you know, the average person without music, without, you know, any type of vibrational expansion, because remember, everyone listening, you're a vibrational being, and you have a frequency. And most people, 
you know, without yoga, without meditation, without music, will vibrate probably around a 72 to an 85 hertz frequency. And music has a very high frequency. Um, Cancer starts at about, I want to say, maybe about 50, and then death starts around 20 um, sets in there. So when people are sick, that's the most important time for them to, you know, get all those healings. And I know that, like, other countries, like you were saying, Frankie, they now – like if someone has like kidney stones, they use sound. Like they don't go in and, you know, have to wait forever. They just like put sound to the back and it changes it. And then um, yeah. in this, in the United States, there's Dr. Mitch Gaynor and he's using the Solfeggio scale, the 528 hertz frequency to cure cancer. So it's incredible. And so, you know, I was, I was getting ready for your yeah. show and everything, getting ready for you to be on the show. And I was thinking to myself, like, so how amazing is it that you are a music producer? So let's talk about how you actually infuse that into the music that you do, that you write, that you produce. Okay. Um, yeah, it was. I guess I was always incorporating it in there without knowing, you know, uh, before I was aware of it. But once I became aware of it and I was aware more, you know, once I got these tools, understanding how sound really does affect us more than just what we think, I had to put it into practice into my music, you know, uh, and it changed the way I thought about who I worked with and what kind of music I wrote and what kind of music I worked on with other people because I started understanding that it all holds a vibration and that I could either be healing someone or bringing them down a bit. Uh, and once I reala- realized we all have that big responsibility as musicians, it, it changed the the way I work, you know. Um, for the most part, um, I mean, I work on all genres of music, but it, it always has to have an intention behind it. Uh, at this point, I don't really work on just, you know, hey, let's make a song and, you know, let's just do that. It always has to have an intention and who are we going to talk to and what message are we going to send out and what's the frequency of this message, you know? So mm. even if someone comes to me with, uh, you know, what would be perceived as, let's say, a sad song or an angry song, I like to kind of give them the tools to kind of transform it into more of a, some in some way to be beneficial to people, you know. So even if it's a really sad song, maybe we could spin it a little bit so that there's, you know, the positive outcome or how do you react in these situations? What can you tell people about how you dealt with this so that they can deal with it too versus just hearing all the badness and that's that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So when I help with people with writing, I, I tech, definitely try to step in with that right off the bat as far as, uh, you know, people come in and they're like, let's just write a song, and I'll tell them, well, the song has to have a purpose and intention and an audience, and it has to be somehow beneficial for anyone listening to it, no matter what the song's about, you know? And that's mm-hmm. usually step one. Um, in my actual music creation, I pay a lot more attention to the frequencies I'm choosing because every instrument is just living within a frequency range. You know, like a violin has a higher pitch, uh, bass is real low, and, and everything else fills up in between, things like that. So I do, uh, I'm more conscious about what I put in there and, and the scales, because um, I've also learned that specific chords and scales and progressions can actually lead your psychology in different directions. This is why when we hear a sad song, we feel sad. It's, you know, it's not an automatic thing. It's because of the chords that are being played. We can take those same lyrics and put them on a major scale, make it really happy, and you'd have no idea that was a sad song unless you really stopped and listened to the lyrics. You see what I'm saying? So yep, yep. Knowing, knowing that, you know, I started kind of incorporating that so that um, just thinking more about the audience and what they're hearing and what I'm giving them to hear because 
you know, you know, like I do, that you know, your your ears are one of the biggest uh, inlets into your spirit and into your mind. You know, everything yeah. we hear, um, we bring with us, and and people say things like good vibes and bad vibes without thinking that they're talking about vibration and the frequency in which you're living. You see, so yeah. a lot of that stuff goes under the radar, you know, but. You can bring good vibes with with music, and that's usually where it comes from. And when you say, "Oh, this song has good vibes," a lot of times it has to do with the scale of it, and then also the intention behind the lyrics or the way the person wrote it. They wanted you to feel good, and that's why you feel good. You see? Yeah. Um, so I guess the way it influenced me was I started being very conscious and aware with my music, and then I started incorporating, and I'm slowly doing it now, specific healing frequencies from the Sofedro scale, like you were speaking of earlier and basically putting them in the background of the music. That way you're getting a sound healing, but you're also just listening to music. You know what I mean? Oh, and love it. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's a, it's a mix, and it's also for those people that don't may not know this information yet, and they haven't got to that yet, but they're a music fan. So either way, they're getting healed, you know, whether they know it or not. And uh, the right. intention is there, and the, the tones are there to help. Um, you know, specific frequencies. So currently on my own project, a uh, personal project I'm doing, it's a a beat, like a hip-hop beat project, and it's uh, one track per chakra. So each track is going to resonate with a specific chakra to heal them on the way up. So if you oh, listen that's to the whole so album, great. Yeah, and if you listen to the whole album, you're basically getting a full chakra toning, you know what I mean? Uh, but if you're in a certain place, maybe... Uh, you know, your foundation is kind of falling apart and you need root chakra work, you can listen to that one song kind of more often. You know, you might resonate towards the song a little more. Um, And then on the level of people that aren't looking for that, you know, it's still just going to be a good music album, you know. But either way, I feel that it's going to heal people whether they know it or not or whether they like it or not, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's that's something that I'm trying to do to intentionally um, use what I do with music to to help people one way or another, you know? I think that's brilliant because I think that, you know, we live in this world, right, where people are just like, go, 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 and don't always listen, but people get in their cars and they couldn't put music on or they can go, you know, listen to music. And, you know, there's, um, I'm trying to think of her last name. I want to say it's... um, Concedia Bertoli, she wrote a book called um, Do Dead People Watch You Shower? And in the yeah. book, she talks about how music, she really believes that music, that most people, and this is actually true, that a lot of opera singers become mediums because the frequency of the tones is so high. Um, and I, I really do believe that when you change your music or you, you open up the music, it does open up your, spins up your energy. So for people listening, Frankie, would you recommend any, like, you know, feel-good songs that maybe maybe feel-good songs that you like maybe tell people about or something? Yeah, I mean, honestly, and it's going to sound kind of cliche, I guess, but anything by the Beatles, honestly. Yeah, um, oh, I totally, it goes, I'm with it goes you, so I'm with much, you. <laughs> It just goes so much deeper than people understand, you know. It's not just that they were a good band. It's the fact that these four men somehow were born in the same place and they came together. And wrote all this music, and now if you go back and decipher, it was all written by 28 Hertz. How, right. how they knew that, I have no idea. Well, probably Ravi Shankar had a, a lot to do with that, because they came back mm-hmm. with that knowledge from from uh, India, you know? And then when you listen to the lyrics, they, it, it, there was a book I was reading that was breaking down the Beatles lyrics, and he was talking about how most of their lyrics 
seem to be kind of channeled, and it's like more like the universe speaking to you when you listen to their lyrics. It's more of a song from life to you versus the Beatles to their fans. You know what I mean? Somehow right. they had that way of, of getting those words to you. So if you pay attention to that, uh, let it be, and a lot of the later albums especially. Um, but uh, that's always good. Um, in general, I, I always tell people your body tells you what music you need to be listening to. You know, as soon as you put on a song, if it makes you upset, there's probably a good chance that that's not the best medicine for you, you know? Um, yeah, and yeah. I feel like we all have that secret song in us that makes us feel better. The thing is, make sure you listen to that song. you got to make it yeah. a point because that's how you'll raise your vibration. So if you know yeah. that there's these songs that just make you feel great no matter what and no matter what's going on, you always feel better, make sure yeah. they're on your phone and on a CD and on your laptop right. and on everything. Because that is your medicine. That's your your vitamin. I mean, that's your your daily um, you know, saving you from going to the psych every day. You know. Yeah. But, uh, no, it will. It will. You know. And I, and I, and I, and I don't want to keep promoting Pandora, but I just want to say that if you've ever gone to Pandora and you put in like a like say put in an artist or put in a song, what happens is it plays other songs, and it isn't always a song by that artist. It might be a country song, and you'll be like, I didn't think I like country, but like I like this song, and really they were able to go underneath and listen to the frequencies and you know i believe that you know that that you know, i think the the one of the reasons i wanted to have you on the show for many reasons but one of the reasons is i think what you're doing is so cutting edge do you know what i'm saying like and i just want to go back to you know you co-founded it's called open eye studios which i love you know and tell people what your tagline is frankie oh that one is uh we are here to elevate your sound. Uh, it's so perfect, <laughs> you know. And yeah, just... and, and and honestly, all that stuff kind of came together and it intuitively came up the name and everything, you know. But yeah, this is a it's a recording studio in Irwindale, California. I was living in Maine uh, just a year ago, in Kennebunk, Maine, right where you're at. And uh, after a sequence of events and and just kind of, you know, crazy things that happened, I ended up deciding to just pursue music full time and that. I was really here to do that, you know. Uh, I always mm-hmm. kind of knew it. Like, I feel like certain musicians, we know we're here for this. And our biggest challenge is that we don't believe it, you know. Um, everyone right. around us will tell us this. Everyone on the planet will tell you that that's what you're here for, but you won't believe it until you finally do. So for me, it took being in Maine for five years and, and a bunch of stuff. If I understand, that's what I'm here for. So once I did that, um, I mean, within a week or two, I was signed to a record label as a producer. And, that, I mean, that blew my mind. You know, I just, mm-hmm. what I did was I started waking up every day just telling myself I'm a music producer, I'm a professional music producer, and this is how I make my living. Within two weeks, it happened. <laughs> and uh, yeah. then uh, a couple, couple weeks later, basically, you know, time passed, uh, and I was thinking it's time to, to go. It's time to just go all out and go to L.A. and go back with the knowledge I have now and, and just really do this full time. I know it's going to work out. So once I decided that, I quit my job. Um, I ended a relationship I was in. I was engaged, and uh, it was a mutual thing, and it was perfectly fine. But it, it was, you know, she knew I had to go for this too, and so did I. So, you know, I got a relationship, and then said, "I'm going to do this." I really had no money and no way of doing it. I just knew I had to do it. And um, basically, the next day, the other founder here, the owner of the studio, called me and said, hey, I was wondering if you were planning on ever coming back from Maine. Uh, I want to build a studio, and I know you're an engineer. I've known you for a long time, this, that, and the other. 
um, what do you think? And he said, you know, you can live here and everything. And I said, well, I quit my job yesterday, and I'm moving back to L.A. in like a month. <laughs> and he couldn't believe it, and neither could I, you know. So within a month, I was back here uh, in L.A. designing the studio and building. And uh, it, it really was meant to happen, apparently, you know. Um, it, it totally was. And I think that, you know, you're an example of courageously trusting your dreams because when you do that, you know, and I want to say, you know, this is, this is, it's a miracle and it's a miracle like that you trusted that. And I understand because I did the same thing. I quit a job and within two, two weeks I had a job, I had a, a office and, you know, it's like, you know, you're showing people that when you really trust, you know, we really have to trust the universe. We have to trust and say, I know I'm being guided. Absolutely. And uh, um, and it, it just kept going. And, of course, it's a scary situation, you know. Uh, you don't know what's in front of you, but as long as you keep believing it, it really hurts. Mm. And that's what I'm kind of trying to tell people the most. Like, I, I can't even believe how much it works. Like, for me to be telling someone else about this is a miracle in itself because I was really closed off and skeptic enough. I mean, I just was not thinking about life before, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, and and now it's like I just intend uh, on doing something, and, and there it is. And uh, the studio, we, we opened up in February, this past February, and started doing business. And it's been really good. We've been busy and doing a bunch of different things, and it's led to me meeting a lot of other people and finding a lot of artists that come in here are actually awakened spiritually, and they kind of, Nice. They're they're open to hearing about you know the sound healing and everything that I've learned about, and um, it's really funny because in the end it's music that's connecting us. You know, um, it's music yeah. and being in the studio that's giving us the opportunity to even relate on that level. I feel like if I met mm. these people um, at a store or something, they wouldn't come out telling me that they they're spiritual people and whatnot. You know, um, right, or that right. They, or that they know about you know the esoteric side of things, the chakras and things that they wouldn't bring it up. But where we're talking about music and we're in a music uh, place, it's like these connections just naturally happen. So it, 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 I'm loving it because it's letting me um, kind of just, even in a, a little bit, of, a little bit, it's like helping me give uh, other people insight to it and maybe help them put it in their music. And maybe we could start a big web of, you know, just high vibrational conscious music with a purpose behind oh, it, you know. so perfect, so perfect. So I, I really try to stress that to every artist that comes to me for production or even just for recording, you know. Uh, you know, I, I tell them that they should kind of, you know, have a purpose behind it. But when I'm producing someone, it's always the uh, the most important thing. That's like number one. Mm. If, if they're not willing to put out something that's going to help mankind in one way or another, even on a subtle level, you know, it could still be a, a right. song. But, but as long as there's like a... a uh, some kind of intention to it and a purpose, you know. If they're not willing to do that, it's kind of like a waste of my time a little bit because uh, I don't want to add to the kind of noise pollution that's out there right now in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely so, so speaking, music. Yeah, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, I so speaking of that. Like a, oh, go ahead. Okay, so I was just saying there's definitely like a music and sounds that are not beneficial for you, you know, in general, mm-hmm. like noise pollution. Um, Europe has a Absolutely. big, huge problem with noise pollution. And in Europe, it's costing $30 billion a year in effects from noise pollution as far as medical. Um, they tie it to medical, lost days of work, uh, impaired reading, mm. um, you know, late development, mental development. So that whole thing kind of adds up to about $30 billion a year, and it's all brain specifically on noise pollution. So... 
you right. know, same with the music. There's a lot of music that does have a low frequency for, for a reason, you know, uh, music that's trying to sell you stuff and music that's trying to advertise things to you and it's not really feeding your brain or your energy or anything, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's fine, you know, I definitely don't think there's bad or good music. Music is always going to be good no matter what, but you you just got to, you know, kind of be conscious of what you're feeding yourself, you know? Oh, 100%. And, Frankie, how can people get in touch with you if you're interested in, you know, following you or, or coming to your studio or getting involved? How would you want them to contact you? Okay. So um, I am on Facebook under Frankie Valentine Production and on Instagram as uh, Frankie Valentine 33 The website okay. for our studio, the website for the studio is www.therealopeneye.com. And that's all spelled normally. And that's where you can check out our studio. And I also do classes there. I teach music and I teach music production and, and how to make beats and how to um, record and engineer your own music and stuff like that. And then we do uh, recording services and everything else. Um, and then my email, if anyone just wanted to get a hold of me, is frankievalentine33 at gmail.com. Frankie, thank you so much. I can't believe that we're almost done. <laughs> Um, I I want to thank you so much for being on the show tonight. I want to thank you so much, um, and for for sharing your you know your insights, your inspiration, and everything. And I'll be posting um, I'll be posting your website and everything um, um, on my on my um, my Facebook page so that people can follow it as well. Awesome! Thank you so much, Melissa. So thank you so much. Okay. All right. Take great care. You too. Okay, wow, this is amazing. I know I promised people that I would also um, take some phone calls. So if you'd like to get some intuitive insights, uh, something that's going on in your life, or you want me to see if I can connect to somebody from Spirit for you, you can call in to the guest line, which is um, area code 657 Three eight three zero four eight four, and um, we have about fifteen minutes left, so I will be I'll be taking callers. And again, that number is six five seven three eight three zero four eight four. I do have a couple of callers on the line that have been waiting patiently, and um, some of you may not be raising your hand in the chat room, but what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to unmute you. I will say um, the the number I'm unmuting. I will say the the area code and the first three letter numbers, and then I will um, I will ask you if you're listening or if you have a question um, that you'd like me to tap into. So um, right now I'm going to the lines and I'm going to area code two zero seven two one zero. So you're going live, and then I'll ask you if you're listening or if you have um, a question you'd like me to tap into for spirit. Welcome to Spiritual Tools. Are you listening, or would you have a question you'd like me to tap into for you? I'm just listening and enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Okay, just listening? Yep, just listening. Okay, thank you. Okay. And so I'm looking down the list here, and oops, somebody just popped off. Um, 
So we have about 15 minutes left. I, I want to go back into, um, so if anybody does want to call in, it's 657-383-0484. I want to go back to some of the things that Frankie said because what I like to do when we have a guest on the show is to go back and say, okay, how can you take what was said and how can you apply it to your life? Because I think it's really important. It's wonderful to get this information, but I really want to give you tools to move back. So um, if you're new um, to the idea of that there's chakras in the body, we have seven chakras in our body, and every chakra has a tone or a seed sound, which is connected to... Um, the yogic energy. So the ancient yogis 8,000 years ago would use tone to actually clear the body. And although we talk so much about the upper chakras just because we say om all the time or we go amen or om, that really is the energy of manifestation, of manifesting. So that is a really important um, frequency to do for yourself. So whether you pray and you, um, you fold your hands and you say amen or you practice yoga or you have your own um, chanting practice and you say om. When you do that, you're opening up what we call the crown chakra and it's what was Frankie was talking about when he was talking about manifestation. So when you manifest something, it's basically saying, you're saying to your higher mind and your higher consciousness, I want to bring this into the world. And so... Um, you know, I've been teaching people that when you say a mantra, when you say something like I am or I am creating this in my life, you might say that mantra, but at the end of that mantra or that saying that you say to yourself, you inhale and then you do OM, which helps you to really connect. Or you can also say Amen. It's interesting to me, I sit with a lot of different people and um some people say, you know, I go to church and, you know, I listen, but I love when we sing or we say amen. And what people don't realize is that when you're saying that amen or when you're going to the yoga class and you're saying om, you're really opening and awakening that crown chakra. So that's about two inches above your head. You're opening that energy up, and that's really, really important. Um, Frankie was also talking about the ears, the ears as a digestive system. And actually, your ears are one of your biggest digestive systems. So think about what you hear, what you ingest in your body. And um, we don't always think about the ears being connected to a chakra. However, they are. They're connected to the throat chakra. Because if you look at the standard um, chakra system in the body, you have your heart chakra in the center of your chest, which, of course, you know, when you listen to music sometimes, it really does have a, um, an effect on your body. It has an effect on, um, you know, on your soul. And you'll know this because, you know, when people, you know, have a party or um, they have a wedding or, you know, even with the funerals, it, the, the songs are so important to us. Picking that right song or playing that song that really, um, you know, engulfs and folds you into either what it means to, um, you know, to come into union, whether it's to come into union um, in a marriage or whether it's, um, you know, coming into union by sending your loved one back to the spirit world. You know, the songs that you choose are so unbelievably healing and helpful. And for people who are grieving, 
um, you know, as a medium, sometimes I recommend songs to people. And what I love about channeling as well is that a lot of times your loved ones will pop in and they'll talk about what their favorite song was. They'll talk about, oh, remember we sang this song? Or they'll show me um, the lyrics to a song. And interestingly, believe it or not, a lot of your loved ones will actually bring songs to you. So, for example, if you're listening and you've lost someone, which you probably 99% have lost at least one person that was close to you in your life, um, when you get into the car, it's almost like, you know, set an intention to say, you know, I'm, I'm ready to speak to you through spiritual communication, and I would like you to use songs to speak to me. And this may already be happening to you because, you know, music is such a high frequency. Play music or listen to it, it actually has a resonance. And so sometimes you'll get in the car, turn on a song, and it will remind you of your loved one that's, um, that's, that's crossed over, and it will just be really amazing. Um, I'll just tell you a little, a little story that um, I got a dog, um, and it was, it was my first dog as an adult, and she came with a name. Her name was Brittany, and she didn't look like a Brittany to me. But I didn't want to change it too much, and I thought, oh, what am I going to name her? What am I going to name her? And so I kept thinking of a name that ended in the Y, and I swear to you, every time I got in the car and turned on the radio, it was that song. I can't remember who sings it now, but it was, Roxanne, you don't have to turn on the red light. I don't know how that goes, but... And it was like, oh, that's her name, Roxanne. And I thought, maybe it's not. So I turned the car off, would go back inside. And this was, you know, this wasn't too long ago. So, and then I turned the car back on and Roxanne and um, kept hearing it over and over again. And so it was just a message for me to know that. So what I would say to you in your own life is let music be an inspirational tool for you. You know, music is a spiritual tool. Allow it to meld and to merge with you. If you have a question for spirit, you know, ask music to be your guide. I know it sounds silly, but when you start to stop and realize that everything is always talking to you all the time, it'll just, you know, give you that information. Now what's interesting is after my Roxy, my Roxanne died, I, every t- time I would think of her, I'd get in the car, turn on the radio, and that song would play. So, you know, our loved ones do speak to us through song. They do want us to know they're around us. Um, let's go back to the throat chakra for a moment. So throat chakra above the heart, at the base of the throat, the throat chakra actually rules the ears, the eyes, the nose, and the mouth. So it's what you speak what you hear, um, what you eat, um, what you digest. So it's all those pieces. So that's a really important chakra to clear on a regular basis. And I always, in every workshop, I think I teach about the chakras. But I think it's so interesting because the seed sound, and when we talk about sound, every, every, every chant or every, you know, even words have frequencies. And so the energy to tone your throat chakra is actually HAM, H-A-M. So it's HAM. So if you can, while you're listening or tonight or whenever, HAM, HAM your throat because that helps to clear any blockages. That's things that you 
want to say, things that you haven't said, things that you've heard that are harmful to you. And I always say I think that the person that invented the ham radio was divinely inspired because it is spelled the same way, H-A-M, and it's ham, H-A-M, ham, ham radio. So, you know, um, a lot of our technologies, I do believe, are channeled through um, the frequencies. But think about music in your own life. Think about how you can bring music in as a vibrational frequency that can raise your frequency, that can really help you to, um, to grow more deeply and, and, and grow more completely. I want to say a couple things about the, um, the event I have up, coming up on August 24th, which is a Monday night from 630 to 830 um, at, um, at River Tree Arts in Bunk. Although it'll be about 45 people, I won't be reading everyone, but what I will be doing is a chakra clearing and toning, like a quantum energy uh, healing with the group. So we'll be toning every single chakra, but we'll be doing it as a group. And so it's really amazing to hear the tones and to just allow them to sink into you. And um, those of you who have attended before, you know that the room kind of elevates and lifts up. Um, Frankie did an amazing job on my CD, um, Guided Meditations Now, that's available both on in CD format, but also you can get the three meditation soundtrack for $9.99 on iTunes. It's about, it's about um, 50 minutes of meditation. And um, he embedded the solfeggio tone, because there's a tone for every um, chakra into the music. And so when you listen to it, it really opens that area up and it allows you to flush that area out and I'm a big believer in that um, we need to um, grow our vibration we need to allow our vibration to sing to open to tone and so it would be a really nice thing for yourself to go ahead and um, you know explore explore, um, you know, solfeggio frequencies. I am having the the, um, the founders of Ohm Harmonics on the show in August, so they'll be talking about um, specifically about the solfeggio scale and the healing effects and some of the research that they've been able to do. But there's also some other fabulous resources like Ohm Harmonics. They're one of the better, I feel, one of the best, um, the better um, frequencies out there. And um, one of my favorites that I'm always plugging is attunedvibrations.com. And if you go to attunedvibrations.com, you can actually download, um, uh, even if it's just like 10 or 15 minutes, you know, like Frankie was saying, it doesn't have to be a long time, like he was talking about that woman toning him. It doesn't have to be a long time. That's the thing. When something is the right frequency, the right resonance for you, it's going to clear and open and expand no matter what. So it's really exciting how that works. And I would say, you know, connect with that. Know that that frequency um, is in and around you. So that's really, um, really big. I put a question out on Facebook. I'm just going to see if anybody answered it. Um, uh, what is your favorite song? If you have a favorite song, what is it and why? So um, haven't heard any responses yet, but it's just interesting to see people's songs and, and why that song is so important to them. And I'm sure we've all been in a place where you, you hear a song and it just vibrates to you. It's like, oh, that song is for me. It kind of lets you melt. So I would um, I would ask you for homework or more grow work for yourself. Find a song that helps you grow. Like do that this week. Just say for this week, I'm going to find a song that just that just melts my heart, that makes me want to grow, 
and so um you know find that find that song. I know that a lot of people these days are just in love with Pharrell's song um happy because it really makes you want to be happy. It's kind of a dancey, fun song. And so, um, I mean, songs like that are really just um, just monumental, just opening up. And I think we all have, um, you know, music inside of us that wants to come out, whether it's um, that we tone our own selves or we write a song or we write lyrics or we listen to a song. Really, really encourage everyone out there listening to let music be a spiritual tool for you. It's really essential. Um, if you're interested in um, in learning more about my services, again, I'm I'm at melissaboy.net. You can also find me um, on Facebook where I have different um, events that I do and I post. So it's Melissa Boyd Vibrational Intuitive Medium, and that's on Facebook. And um, yeah, so I'm just I'm thrilled to um, to to sponsor this this uh, Spiritual Tools radio show on Sedona Blog Talk Radio, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to continue to be of service to all of you. So go ahead, wherever you're listening, close your eyes. Breathe in your breath. Connect to your soul. Connect to the silence. Connect to the magic of you. Imagine that you can hear a weeping willow tree go back and forth. You can hear a hummingbird fly by your face and the wings just flutter. In the distance, you can hear waves crashing from the ocean. And then maybe you hear frogs as well. You know, nature is musical in herself, so maybe just spend some time in nature and allow the music of nature to guide you as well. So breathe into your heart and listen to these words and just take them in. You are one. You are one with the oceans. You are one. You are one with the birds. You are one. You are one with the trees. You are one. You are love. You are one. Wherever you're listening, live or later, I send you love, light, and deep blue truth to your soul. Until next week, be well and namaste.